on the podcast and have an insightful discussion with him hi dear how are you doing yeah thank you thank you very much for the warm introduction yeah uh, it's a pleasure to have to you be, yeah equally honored to be here part of this discussion <laughs> right yeah so yeah it's a very vast topic to begin with uh, so i will roughly go over the main topics that uh, relate to this and then we could do an in-depth analysis on each of it as uh, as it flows right so first thing is uh, yeah compelling reason for students to go into foreign universities uh, the main point i'd like to make is it shouldn't be compelling it should be <laughs> coming out of freedom and it should be totally based on an informed decision that right. people should go out and not simply because xyz or uh, so and so has gone that's why even i have to go it should be out of a genuine authentic interest and that interest shows up in each and every aspect of of the process that goes into finally ending up at a foreign university right. and sorry by process i mean the whole figuring out uh, which university what stream what professor what uh, area should i go to the west east south north all of these these are some aspects that go into the process of figuring out uh, how to end up at a foreign university and if the intention and the authenticity is clean everything would just flow on its own but there are certain uh, guidelines from people who have trodden the path which are useful into figuring out how to you know proceed on this path like many of us have a very strong desire ambition but the direction is not clear how to invest the energy that we have and get the best out of uh, the choices of universities at hand so the yeah that's the ground groundwork i'd lay for today's discussion right that's a very well put uh, foundation for the discussion so, uh, you did your uh, graduation from iit guwahati if that's right yes i was i yeah that's absolutely right so when you did your graduation what factors did you consider for choosing doing your masters from international university rather than doing some job in india or masters from india what were the factors that you considered that doing masters outside india or in some foreign university would be a good decision for you yeah that's a very very nice question actually because uh, right from my childhood uh, all that was put into my head was masters abroad and i never thought or even gave a good thought about why somebody should undertake it or why someone shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, i mean iits was also like the big thing so it it all happened naturally that i ended up at one of the iits without much thought again like <laughs> just right. went through school and then i saw myself there uh the first real uh, i would say revelation came at the end of uh, the internship i think it was in my third year and i think i think right from first year there was this buzz around oh you should get a foreign internship or at a big fmcg in india and you know like make some money or something like that right uh very unexpectedly i was in australia for my third year internship and 
that was a research internship so to say there were like two broad things research and industrial internships in undergrad and i did my research internship uh, it was about 8 weeks it, it was a wonderful experience to visit a foreign land at, uh, i think this was in 2014 summer 7 years ago it was it was a very nice experience i would say right new people new food culture and all that uh, but the thing is i didn't like the work culture or the workflow in australia at that time it was work hard and party hard and for interns it was the story that work harder party lesser <laughs> but did not bore well with yeah. me right. i would see everybody else partying and <laughs> interesting working. yeah essentially the the point was i did not uh, get i did not like the vibe that was along with it there was a lot of money but i saw the lives of phd students over there and i didn't like it it, it uh, for the record i was in the western part of australia in perth yeah uh, the story could be entirely different on the eastern coast so right. just putting things into perspective right and th- that's when i decided if uh, i should definitely do something but not here okay. so the process of elimination had begun pretty okay. soon and yeah come placements and by the time we are into third fourth year we know like we did not gather a lot of uh, like knowledge or wisdom through these 3 4 years everything seemed shallow and somehow all the companies were just coming and hiring us for nothing mostly <laughs> i should say it was always the promise of uh, future or it was our attitude and our history that was like uh, getting us all these positions of course we did well in our interviews and all but right. that didn't really correlate with what kind in kind of courses and other things that we did in these 4 years so the innate desire to like really learn something go to the depth of the subject matter and all of that was there mm-hmm. so i am speaking from that point of view for that inner fire to like really know the subject mm-hmm. of, like whatever you are interested in for me it was mostly algorithms computer science and i think machine learning was at that time in its inception or at least it was relatively newer field at that time mm-hmm. and having done a couple of courses i decided yeah this is uh, like a good thing i should probably learn more about these and i naturally gave my gre and other things and uh, in all this process the guidance of people have already trodden the path seniors they used to conduct like uh, in- information sessions on how to like prepare for gre right. and all like all these other exams mm-hmm. but essentially i would say it's a lifetime of preparation it's not like a one month or a two month thing it, it it's like all the books that you've read from your childhood or all the stories movies soaps <laughs> that you watched all of that kicks in somehow in the exam right interesting for me at way. least uh, yeah I, i didn't know like which part would help me in the exam so i'm like a kind of guy who just goes along with the flow and many things helped me uh, some of which i've already just mentioned like movies uh, soaps and all these things and and eventually it's the enthusiasm ambition and energy enthusiasm ambition and energy are the three things that you're mentioning yes and these three things are also evaluated when applications are picked up uh, by the admission office ad- admissions office in these universities right i've i've also had the privilege of being part of the panels that actually select these applications and so coming from the other side also uh, it's very obvious that people do not have the experience that they need to conduct amp- like good quality research right so the applications are only evaluated on mostly uh, energy enthusiasm and you know ambition 
that's a good takeaway from here. So with this, you just said a very beautiful point that it's a it gives a very promising future. With this promising future, there also comes a cost that people have to take in uh, studying abroad. So what is the cost structure of investment when somebody thinks of studying abroad? And what are the criteria if somebody wants to avail any kind of scholarships? Yeah, generally, I would say that uh, first semester might be hard to get a scholarship, but uh, I, you shouldn't lose heart if first semester we don't get scholarships. But uh, typically, it's very, it's very, it's uh, relatively easy to get funding. And without funding for like three or four semesters, I would recommend against. This is modulo the amount of desire the person has. If the desire and ambition is too much, yes, you can go. uh by funding yourself completely with your family funds or your savings or like th- there are different ways people fund some people work for like 3 or 4 years save enough money and then go but right uh, i'll tell you a few examples in which uh, funding was obtained by me and some of our friends yes so all it takes is like you you speak good english communicate well with the admissions office and you know just ask hey uh, are there any funding opportunities and if there are like you would really get and it's it's like a handsome sum you get like 15 16 right. grand uh tuition waived off and on top of that you get at least like another 22 grand per year which is almost i got 37 40 grand funding per year with and all it takes is to, to just ask nicely just go out and ask <laughs> <laughs> That's a very well put one. Get, yes. Clear your exams properly. I mean, if you know you have to give I I E L T S IELTS. Uh, I think that's how it's called. Yeah. IELTS. That and TOEFL. Yeah. Just prepare properly. Score decently. You know, hundred ten or hundred nine or whatever you need. Clear the, all the cutoffs and be open. Explore options. Go out and ask. If you just Uh, like this this was our tendency we just went and we sat, sat there like ducks waiting for the funding to come to us it doesn't happen like that you should just go out and ask apply there are lots of scholarships or uh, ta positions ra positions and it's all that initiative and energy that matters if people see that spark in you how could they deny you that's the question it's not like how could you get <laughs> how could they deny you funding yes you're giving a easy road to the students <laughs> who are listening to yeah. this <laughs> That's interesting uh, one. Uh, sorry, interject, but another point I'd like to add is, uh, yes, most often we strike off our own application. Like, yeah, I'm not good enough. I I don't know how to handle the situation. So it's mm-hmm. best to just be uh, a little extrovert, go out, put all your energy out, and see what happens. Oh, that's a very interesting point. Put your energy out and see what's the possible thing for yeah. you. Very interesting one. So with that exploration thing we have seen Indian education system has also grown with the years coming by so with the advanced education system in India why should one choose to study abroad and what has been your personal experience in your journey since you have taken your masters in USA and doing your uh, PhD in Europe Switzerland what are your experiences in that system yeah the culture is quite different in Europe and US and India of course and of course yeah. the eastern countries yeah so I would like to begin with uh, at least when we were in our undergrad, like from 2011 to 15, the the kind of research output was primarily from TIFR, IISC, and all the pure all the institutes with the pure sciences. And of course, there was a lot of output even from the IITs and other very good universities in the 
uh, in the other parts of india but uh, the whole lifestyle and the working culture was the big thing like if we can do the same research in india and abroad then why not do abroad that was the question for us <laughs> like okay and th- that was the only thing like good fresh air water food clean food chemically less polluted food these were all the things but now india is like doing mm-hmm. very well in organic farming and all these other renewable energy things mm-hmm. so i'd say right. that now it's a little harder to decide to leave india but back in the day it was a little more uh, enticing to you know explore cleaner territories once by cleaner i only mean mm-hmm. uh, air water and food which was uh, uh, the important factor for us and uh, yeah it was a popular choice then yeah like the amount of ppm uh, pollutants in in the air and so in society re- breaching all possible inhabitation limits uh, all these things like kind of uh, made us explore these territories outside and see okay what is this uh, big thing about uh, like working outside india and, and it was a really enriching experience you meet a lot of diverse people their perspectives uh the kind of food and the kind of lifestyle they lead you pick up all the good things from them and it sort of makes you like an alpha or the uh, the strongest or the best version of yourself or at least puts you on that path mm-hmm. yeah so it's an amalgamation of the best of both yeah parts. like the productivity of the west and the values of the east like let's say that <laughs> that's very yeah. well put very well put thought right so with the such good thoughts coming in the podcast i would like to ask that what is a generic process to apply like somebody wants to start afresh what are the steps that they should take just imagine a person who is just going to start apply, applying for the foreign universities so what should be taken care of while submitting an application and there is a very popular term called statement of purpose so what are your intakes what should be done and what should not be done while applying for foreign universities yeah this is a pretty loaded question so i'll try to unpack it in levels uh, firstly it's always easier to start early because the amount of average energy to invest is moderate and it can be achieved easily the late the later mm-hmm. you start the more energy you have to put in it's a little harder but i'm uh, it's preference of style how you want to do it some people don't like to get mm-hmm. things done easily they want challenges do it the harder way so you can postpone if you are of that type but given uh, a good point to start is at least uh, uh, somewhere in the second or third year is good enough or even the fourth year uh, of your undergrad but this is one big phase and the other phase is after you graduate and like some some of my friends they did work for 3 or 4 years and then they had the inclination to do so you could that's the second phase where most people start but the desire or the ambition should be from a long long time before at least from what i perceive like if you garner this desire right from your childhood things sort of fall in, into place very easily uh, but that thing aside i'll go into the two phases that i described so if you are in the phase 1 which is at some point in the undergrad it's easy to you know give out your gre and other exams in the first or second year when there's not much load from your courses and other you know things like placements internships and all of that like right. uh, you can easily score very high points if you focus your entire first year summer or second year summer on these kind of exams and mm-hmm. uh, regarding the second phase the job phase is much harder because you have to like do your job in the day and then come back study at night 
but i have known people who have done that too it's again a preference how you want to do things and uh, once again statement of purpose and a, a lot of other things go into finishing these applications like talking to professors getting your letters of recommendation and all those kind of things getting transcripts packing all of that and sending uh, of course this was the system when i was applying maybe things are changing very fast because of the situation yeah. of the world uh, right yeah essentially it, uh, the theme is the same how much time you have left and how much energy you have left based on that you have to optimize stress and mm-hmm. mistakes creep in when there's too little time too little energy but the desire is too much to you know you want to get the best of the universities but like 3 4 years nothing much has been done like oh, then situation is a little hard but if you've been like in the good books for 3 or 4 years of your undergrad or maybe even 2 years is enough uh then it's relatively easier to you know get like good letters of recommendation and all of that right uh, great yeah i want to end with another thing like this this is still about phase 1 but i've known exceptional people from my own batch like they were yeah. sh- so sure of getting admitted into good universities that they didn't even apply they waited they worked for two two years and then they took all of their job experience and undergrad experience and then they landed at very good positions in the us and other countries so i can pick and pinpoint success stories for any combination of energy time and commitment desire ambition all of that the important point is to identify where you lie on the spectrum and honestly with authenticity accept it and take the action that springs out of your true intention okay. this has to be done otherwise if we delude ourselves into thinking oh i'm more or less like that kind of person i can also pull it off sorry but sometimes it doesn't end well and then mm-hmm. we have to like uh, deal with the consequences that come out of such uh, like not so thought out decisions all right yeah. right that's a very well put one and uh, with this uh, there comes in a very interesting question with the times changing of the yeah. world in this covid times when we have all the situational <laughs> changes what are your suggestions to people who are applying fresh how are universities responding to the fresh applications any kind of changes that are there in the processes and what are the suggestions for that it's uh, it's still premature to like predict what could be the eventual uh, point where universities converge to with regard to how the process applications but as a currently funding is a little tight but maybe that will change very soon and maybe universities mm-hmm. will be wiped out like i really don't know with online uh, learning taking up uh, or picking up speed so rapidly it's very possible that if a person can learn on his own with the resources available online it would be the best skill that could that anyone could have in the coming years but the point right uh, yeah sorry the important thing is there's an infinite amount of knowledge available but the right direction and guidance that would also become the key like how should i know what to pick up and learn the right level for me to learn and this is what all these online courses are offering now and most of the universities are putting out their degrees or the so they have online masters and other things coming up now so maybe online learning would become the future and Uh, that could be the case even for business schools and other like uh, mbas and not just masters 
lot of my friends who got into like columbia and other big b schools they have right. deferred their admissions for at least 3 4 semesters now and because it's like so much expense to go there and they can pick right. up the same amount of skill with mm-hmm. maybe like 1% of the investment yes yeah. then right. it wouldn't make sense to like go and take up all invest yeah. that heavy and take that right that's a well put thought another thing i would like to ask that um, in this time wherein people are subject to understand that uh, wherein having a thought that understanding knowledge versus taking education are two different aspects so how do you conclude the note that having education and having a knowledge of subject are two different things if somebody wants to invest in that thought okay so you mean which investment should take priority investing in education or yes okay yes oh uh, it's it's another uh, really good question for which i don't have like a answer but i'll, I'll present my own thoughts on this yeah uh, what we have is uh, courses curriculums and all these kind of things uh, it doesn't matter so much how different the content is uh, from university to university or course to course it is the way mm-hmm. in which we do the course that's what uh, ramps up brownie points for that education thing the real education it's how you do how you go through a course that's what creates a real impact in you and that real impact is what remains with you even after years so right. if you invest properly in each course if you give your 100% honestly sincerely give respect to all the things that are happening in the course in your learning experience you would take away much more than what even the course designers would have intended to offer so hmm. it's a, that's what uh, that's how i see it it could be entirely different but the way in which you fly through these different courses and how you do your assignments are you honestly doing your assignments or you know at the tip of your hands how involved yeah, you are you could get the answer yeah. online but it's the internal churning that happens when you go through that that churning is what mm-hmm. grinds and you know when we churn buttermilk all the butter comes up that kind of a mm-hmm. thing happens inside you and so Great. that's what real education is for me and that stays with you forever even if you forget the course after 10 years you go and look back at the content and within minutes or hours you can pick up everything it will be like you are back in the college and you are in the classroom sitting and listening to that lecture it it would literally be yes. like that in some cases right yes so having a impact of having a great insight from the education and knowledge section you give a very insightful thought on how studying in different universities look like how easy could be your process of getting uh, scholarships taking off the uh, realm of covid times and giving insightful things to the podcast so thank you so much shamim for the podcast we are really delighted to have a talk with you any concluding note that you would like to give yeah yeah concluding note would be that uh, it matters how you do something it doesn't matter where you do it if you do it the right way but yeah. if doing it That's... in a different place makes you do it the right way then yeah please go and do it in that different place and just do it the right way that's the important thing yeah that's a very very well thought and very well put thought again so thank you so much dear for having this conversation 
and many would be inspired by your journey of taking multiple courses from different parts of the world and coming to this podcast to inspire others thank you so yeah, much yeah thank you so much for having me uh... stay tuned with the podcast and we'll launch every monday a new story to keep you inspired happy listening podcast cords